I love that you can move them easily. They make my workspaces much more flexible. I like how quiet they are. I can sit inside and feel all calm, but still feel part of what's going on around me. I like what they cost. They're talking about Nook, the award-winning wellness-certified family of pods, booths, and shelters which make a workplace more flexible and more inclusive. Go to nookpod.com to find out more. Welcome back to the Work Bowl podcast, where we chat with the leaders in commercial real estate to answer all questions, space as a service. This podcast is for anyone involved in commercial real estate in any way. If you're an investor, fund manager, developer, property manager, agent, or broker, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'm your host, Caleb Parker, and this is episode two of our MIPM mini-series, sponsored by TSK. I love talking space as a service. You already know that, and that's the focus of the Workbowl podcast. But when I talk to commercial real estate leaders who get it, I feel inspired. I feel encouraged, and I feel optimistic about the future of the office. Hint, it doesn't look like the past. So I felt privileged and grateful to have some FaceTime with Audrey Camus. She's Vice President development and asset management for Europe for Ivanhoe Cambridge. She gets it. In this episode, we talk about commercial real estate's role in creating experiences and environments where people feel taken care of, communities where we feel like we belong, putting people at the center of the universe, and how a company's brand is represented by the workplace experience and choice they give their employees. My gratitude goes out to Julie Benoit in Ivanhoe Cambridge's Paris office and WorkBold podcast alum Jonathan Pierce over at Toronto, Canada for introducing me to Audrey and making this episode possible. Now, let me introduce you to Audrey. In the role of Vice President Development and Asset Management for Europe, Audrey is responsible for all development and asset management activities for Ivanhoe Cambridge's main European markets, which are Germany, France, and the United Kingdom. She has over 20 years experience in the real estate industry, beginning her career in 1998 with French property company ECAD where she was promoted several times before being appointed as Director of Development in 2005. Throughout her career, she's also served as Program Director for ING Real Estate Development France and Director of Convivio Development, where she was also a member of the Executive Committee. Audrey is an ESTP engineer and holds a DESSIAE, which I understand is the equivalent to an MBA, which she completed at University Paris 1 Sorbonne which I'm not going to try to pronounce because I'm not French, but it's one of the oldest universities in the world. Now, Audrey's fluent in both French and English, which I'm thankful for because I'm still learning French. You may have heard this in our trailer episode for this season, but I am proud to say that TSK have joined us on the Workable podcast once again as our sponsor for season seven. And if you listened to last season, you'll know they're leading the way in designing and delivering inspirational workplaces that are both flexible and become collaborative hubs for people as they help us navigate the sometimes confusing nature of modern work. TSK regularly publish thought leadership, research, and a lot of insightful content featuring their clients, partners, and their own team about workplace, commercial interiors, hybrid working, and case studies of those who have reimagined the workplace for our new ways of working. You can check out the latest publications and video content at tskgroup.co.uk or check the links in the show notes below. So what do TSK's clients say about their work? Here's a cool clip that I like. I think that the design of the space from a TSK perspective, they understood our needs and what we wanted to represent going forward. So from the initial brief working with TSK, our whole 
design philosophy and our ideas of what we wanted to convey from where we were to where we wanted to go to. That was really understood. And you know that is really evident in the space we have here. We want to showcase our brand. We wanted people to be able to collaborate. And it sort of comes back to our four C's about connection, creativity, culture, and collaboration. And when you look at the design of the office, TSK really understood that from where our culture is to where we want it to be. We wanted people mingling. We wanted people to get to know each other. And it's very evident in the layouts, the designs. And when you look at our brands and our colors and our phone and our, our product, that's evident here. And that was great working with a team that understood what we were about, what we wanted. Um, and dealing with um, the guys, I know TSK are based over in the UK. It was so simple. It was fantastic that someone understood what we wanted and was able to deliver that. And that's very evident here, especially when people walk in and they're like, wow, look at this. So without further ado, Jeff, let's play the interview with Audrey. Welcome to the Workbook Podcast, Audrey. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. We've, we're day three now at MIPOM. How are you finding it? I find it very busy. A lot of people there. Uh, a lot of people very happy to meet together again after two years uh, with a small BP, but not a, a, a real one. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I see a lot of uh, interest for real estate. And uh, the thematic this year, which is uh, driving urban change, it's very interesting for everybody, because, and especially for Haven Cambridge, because it's the, the heart of our strategy to invest in the cities for the future and uh, in a very ESG way as well. Uh, so to think about it, it's very interesting for us to, to be there for that yeah, and yeah. to meet a lot of people to, to discuss about that. Absolutely. And coming out of uh, the last two years, uh, there's been a lot of talk about flight from the cities, but it's been interesting to see how the cities uh, are, are aiming to retain importance, and they are important. Uh, what would you say has been sort of the biggest drivers of that? Yeah, I think they, they have to find something attractive in the cities to, to be willing to come back. Uh, and especially they have to find something in the cities that they are not able to find anywhere else. The city has to be vibrant and, and has to be very exciting. They have to, to find a lot of things to do, cultural things, to meet uh, other people to enjoy new places uh, and just to have a social life in fact a, a, a normal social life coming back to that absolutely yeah. and I, I see that as a, as a parallel to the office yeah. um, and to office buildings you know, mm -hmm. people have learned that they can stay productive these past few years working from home but going forward if, if they're going to come back in the office it has to be a better experience than working from home. Yeah, exactly. They have to find something that they are not able to find at home. And it's very important, I think, that uh, for us and for all the companies, to not only for the real estate companies, but in general, to make people enjoy coming back to the office. Uh, we have to make the office more attractive, more flexible, with a lot of amenities and with a lot of things that are important for people that they are not finding it at home so that they need to go to the office for that and they want not only they need to but they want to go to the office and that's to be honest it's not new with the pandemic but it's just an, an acceleration of a mood that were already there before uh, to to make um, buildings with more amenities uh, not only office spaces but a, a lot more than that for, for an office space yeah yeah so uh, this is what we're looking at as well um, because the companies that, that we support under the bold brand are fast-growing companies um, going from startup to series B and beyond and 
their biggest challenge is attracting talent and retaining talent. And um, so in order to be competitive, uh, they have to have an experience for people to come into um, and to, to attract people to, to, their, to their company. Uh, but at the same time, while they're providing that experience, they have to empower them and give them choice of when they come in and use it. So it's almost like you have a, a tool belt, and say, here's all the tools that you can use, you figure out when and what tool to use on a given day. Yeah, exactly. And I think that especially with the, the young generation, they, want, they just want flexibility. They need to see each other and to go back to the office, but they want to do it. They, they would like to do it when they want, when, it's, when they need to do it. And I think it's uh, really important to offer them that flexibility. And maybe another target, I think, for the, the office today is, to, is that it represents the brand of the company. So it's uh, and it's when when you, for instance, you're in a hiring process, you go for an interview, and the first thing that you see in the company is the place where they are working. So I think it's the first image that you have of the company, and it shows a lot of the company at the end. So it's a communication topic, but not only it's a, as well a management one, because it says a lot about how the company is working, and it's I think an important uh, way to attract people within the company. So, Audrey, we're back at MIPM for the first time in a couple of years, as you said earlier. I've been at Cambridge regularly at MIPM, historically. This year, what sort of opportunities are you looking for? Uh, we are really in a, in a strategy to, to grow for the company. We are looking for meeting a lot of people, especially new partners for us, for instance. Our existing partners, which are very important, of course, and maybe finding new ones to be able to get more opportunities. Uh, that would be the first target. Then, of course, the second one is to know what's on the market in terms of product, in terms of innovation, in terms of ESG innovations as well. So it's, it gives us a, a very good overview of what's on the market today on, on a general point of view. Kadri, you know, obviously, your colleague Jonathan Pierce was on the podcast uh, you know, in, in a, a couple of seasons ago. Fantastic podcast, highly rated uh, by the audience. Um, and in that episode, he shared uh, a lot on how he sees the future of commercial real estate and how Ivanhoe Cambridge is responding to the increased demand for space as a service. Um, this has been brought on by all the new ways of working that we're seeing coming out of this pandemic. So I'm just curious if maybe you could talk about that. And you know, that my biggest question is, is it safe to say that space as a service uh, will play a crucial part to your portfolio strategy going forward. Yeah, of course, it's something very important today and probably more and more important. Following the pandemic, as we said before, to make the places more attractive than they were before and as well to, to be able to improve the, the, the employee's experience within the, the, the workplace. So it's very important for us to be able to offer a lot of amenities, not only food and beverage, because of course it's the, the, the basic one, but as well to offer some spaces for creativity, for thinking, thinking together, services as well to make it easier to conciliate the private life and the professional one, and in general to make the workplace really attractive for people. So in your role, you're, you're head of Europe for Aveno Cambridge uh, Asset Management, is that right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm just curious, based on what you were just talking about and, and how you're providing these uh, great places within your portfolio, is this change in demand, do you see it as a market-by-market market change, is it more global, or do you see differences? Really, I think it's a global mood that we can observe, especially on our, our preferred market, our Berlin, London and Paris, 
and we observe that in, in these three markets. And maybe something that I could add is the, the need for the tenants to get some flexibility and co-working areas. The, the, the demand that we see today, and in London, in Paris the same, in Germany probably as well, is that they would like to, for instance, to take a part of the building and they would like to have on top of that some spaces in a co-working area. Then if they grow, if they reduce, they can make their space flexible. And I think that's a demand that we, we saw it before, but we see it more. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it's the, the reality of all the European market. And, and it, like you said earlier, it is an acceleration because even before business moves faster today than it's ever moved and it's more dynamic than it's ever been and the companies of all of these the big companies have been disrupted and some companies that were massive just 20 years ago aren't even around anymore and yeah. companies that you didn't even hear of five years ago are now you know brand names household yeah. names so because of this you might in a negative way call it volatile in a positive way you might call it dynamic yeah. but because of this fast-moving pace we do need that agility and and you know with our clients in the spaces that we Support. They're often doing tours for traditional space, and the customer is saying, well, what do you have for us to provision when it comes to flex? What sort of flex space do you have, provision do you have? And so uh, we're seeing the same thing. So I'm glad, I'm glad you feel like that doesn't change from market to market. So you have a couple of announcements recently uh, on, on a new projects you guys are working on. In London, the Stonecutter. Yeah. Uh, and then you have another, another project in Paris as well. Yeah, in fact, we have uh, the Duo Towers project that we just uh, completed for the office part, which is fully led to Natixis BPCE, a French bank. And that, these, two, these two examples, Stonecutter as a duo and always, and as well, sorry, we have in Canada. It's not in my uh, <laughs> area, but it's important for the company as well. It's the CIBC Square project. And these three projects exactly illustrate this strategy and the way that we include in our buildings uh, amenities and services to make the, 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 the office space really different and more attractive. I toured the um, CIBC uh, tower in, um, Toronto. In, 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 Toron in Toronto when I was there with Jonathan Pearson. It is epic. It is so good. Uh, I'd love to tour Paris and certainly Stonecutter is in my backyard in London so I definitely want to see that. But uh, you know what you guys are doing is, is, is so good. Um, very impressed. And uh, the audience is probably going to think I'm pandering to my, to my guests here, but I just think why we want you to come on and talk uh, is because you guys are leading the way, and I think that's important. And you're, you know, you're partnering with um, uh, operators in the space as a service world to, to bring in some of these experiences, and that's exciting. I have one sort of last final question for you, and you know, we're in the Propel by Milpum area here. We're surrounded by lots of tech companies. So I'm just curious, have, is there any particular tech solution that you have your eyes on right now? I won't quote any company name because it's always difficult to do that. But just for you to know, within the Hyman and Cambridge, we have decided to be part of fifth wall innovation funds, prop tech funds, and we have one dedicated to Europe. So we work with them to try and find tech solutions, as you said, of course, in a lot of on a lot of topics. For instance, the the the, the air quality, uh, the comfort of the space, the way to manage and optimize the occupation on ESG uh, criteria as well, on the energy performance and on the, the measurement, a lot of uh, captors, sensors, etc. to measure what happens in the building to optimize the service charges. 
So we are looking at it on a lot of topics, but nothing to declare concretely today. <laughs> All right, well, we'll maybe, maybe we'll talk offline and get some get the scoop. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, look, thank you, Minister Buku. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your MIPM schedule to, to join me. Really appreciate it. If people want to connect, where can they find you on LinkedIn? Yeah. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we'll put links in the show notes yeah. to, to that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's catch up again offline, and I'd love to hear some updates on how everything's going. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, a bientôt. Yeah. A bientôt. <laughs> With pleasure. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. And remember, fortune favors the bold. Drumroll, please. P.S. If you want to find out about future-proofing your portfolio, head over to newflex.com. Making a high-quality podcast like this takes a lot of work. That's a fact. But not when you hire Copus. With our white glove experience, we handle everything for you. From guest outreach all the way through to publishing and promotion, we handle it all. You show up to hold great interviews and build relationships with your guests, and we take care of everything else. Podcasting is not just about the audience. Every podcast interview is the start of a new relationship. With a weekly podcast, you would build relationships with 52 ideal partners or prospects through your podcast interviews over the next 12 months. Do you believe that 52 new relationships would grow your business? We do. Contact Jason at copus, K-O-P-U-S dot com and let's talk.